into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person, but everything else is different? And what if you can't find your way home? That's right, you've returned to read another issue of Imagine If. This week we're doing another Character 101. So Imagine If presents Character 101 of The Ghost Rider. Uh, mainly we're talking about The Ghost Rider because we have the newest iteration of The Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes, showing up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season. But uh, I think, Chris, we wanted to talk about where The Ghost Rider has been. It's quite the legacy now. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, uh, when the character first appeared... He was, uh, he's been thrown away twice in a weird way. <laughs> and now here we are today with the character and he's quite the legacy character. Um, at one point you could only have one Ghost Rider and now we have several of them. Several <laughs> Ghost Riders in the Marvel U. Uh, okay, well before we get to our character <laughs> 101 this week, let's let's go ahead and get some uh, comic book news. What, what, what can we expect coming out this week? Well, let's see. This week, so when you go hit your local comic book shops... Uh, some of my picks that I'd personally recommend. There's the Death of Hawkman, which is going to be interesting because it's it's Hawkman and it's the Death of Hawkman. So it's like, well, what did he do? I mean, talk about here we are at the post DC rebirth and <laughs> Death of. So that's uh, that's going to be interesting. So um, I actually I have what's a... going to be exciting about. Oh. I was just going to say, I have a question about that. Uh, last I, I remember, and I don't know how long ago this was, but Matt Fraction was writing the Hawk, Hawkeye book. So are you say Hawkman or Hawkeye? Yeah, Hawkman. Oh, my bad. <laughs> You're mixing your universes. Well, then, you know, I, I will go back and strike all this from the record. I probably won't, but yeah. <laughs> so, Hawkman. It, 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 it's in honor of Matt Fraction, I will now call you a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well earned. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Hawkman, okay. uh, yeah, he, he's he's all set to be keeled over. Um, what's going to be interesting, though, is they'll be teaming him up with Adam Strange, which is actually a really good mix. Because if you can remember back to Infinite Crisis, they had the Randangar War. Right. And it was funny because that was the book I almost didn't buy, but it wound up getting pulled for me. So I said, all right, what the hell, I'll try it. Oh man, that one was actually really fun. Right. Just seeing, you know, and then that's where we got the great buddy cop out of the Green Lanterns, you know, the one from Vanguard and the one from, uh, from Rand. Uh, Rand. And when they had to switch legs, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> so definitely, you got some Death of Hawkman. It's a mini series, six parts. Uh, Dead Man, Dark Mansion of Forbidden Love, number one's coming out. So for those of you that love some uh, uh, horror mixed with your love, mixed with a broken heart, I highly recommend it. Boston Brand is quite the character, always worth checking out. Uh, the Green Lanterns, their saga will continue, and we're actually getting a 10th ring now. Now this the is Phantom Ring. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen, because if you look at the advanced solicits, they talk about a uh, Phantom Lantern. So, um, I'm, you know, of course, I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. I've got all the little plastic rings. I've even had personal rings commissioned. So now this is scary because now I have to go find a 10th ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because, you know, the, the Black Lantern ring is the one that r resurrects the dead. What would be a phantom ring? I mean, so I, I, I'm really interested in wh where that would go. 
Well, you know, it could be interesting because notice how you say it resurrects the dead, but it never really resurrected the dead. It just brought up these like horrible animated versions of them that invoked emotion so they could kill you. So what if this time maybe the phantoms really are, you know, like if you resurrect, you know, the, the, the guy who's dead anymore because they bring them all back. You know what <laughs> I mean? But like if they really brought somebody back. Would it be them without the horrible anger? You know, so that could be interesting. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that would be interesting. You, you throw a phantom ring onto uh, the corpse of a, a dead superhero, and maybe their 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 body is reanimated. However, does that mean they're tethered to that ring now? Yeah, you know, so that'd be a nice little uh, uh, monkey's paw type wish thing going on. Yeah, there. exactly. Uh, uh, another shout out, uh, Shade the Changing Girl Ooh. instead of the Changing Man. So that's going to be part of this uh, new imprint wave that DC is trying out for the younger fans. So, yeah, a couple of books there from DC worth checking out. Uh, moving to the other side of the fence with Marvel Comics. So this is going to be a big week for Marvel. They're putting a lot in. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll probably talk about this in a minute, but Luke Cage being dropped. So there's a, a Cage miniseries, a four-issue miniseries coming out. Uh, Champions, number one, coming out, which is going to be featuring your younger Marvel heroes. Uh, Deadpool, back in black. That was basically a spinoff of an imagination where they had Deadpool in the original Secret Wars. It did fantastic to the point where it's earning its own spinoff. Wow. Deadpool has the Venom symbiote, <laughs> which I actually might have to pick it up. I, I'm kind of intrigued by it. I think this, the Venom symbiote wouldn't be able to like live in the mind of, of Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine putting the carnage one on him though? Holy oh, wow. crap. You know, that is, I, I know that at one point in time they did the whole, uh, and of recent history, I should say where they had like everybody get the Ven- venom symbiote. And, uh, and I know Wolverine was one of them, right? Yeah, I believe they did like a what if set, and yeah, every every couple of different characters would I don't, have it. I don't think I believe. I don't I mean. I don't think I read it. But what would the healing factor that Wolverine or Deadpool have? Like, how would that affect the Venom symbiote? You know, it's a tough call because I, I don't honestly. The, the, the true answer is no writers thought of that um, because I know they had one. It was a big issue where. I think it was like a what if, but like where the the, the symbiote took over the Silver Surfer. Oh wow! And you know, and basically, somehow, I guess the the, the symbiote's mindset was stronger than that of Norrin Rad, the Silver Surfer. Ooh. So it made him even more powerful. So I mean, I guess really, it, it's it's the, the the powers are very beneficial because now, you know, basically, when the symbiote takes you over, it gains everything you've got. That's why Venom has his own um, uh, spider sense, but. It depends on the, the strength of the mind. So, I mean, that's a good question because I don't think any writers ever tackled that. Hmm. You know? All right. So, hey, there, there you go. There's an idea to tuck in the back of your pocket. And say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Continuing on. So we've got Death of X. I'm definitely excited for this one because now I finally get to see the, the sad fate of Cyclops, which I'm not too happy about. But let's see how they play it out. It should be interesting. Uh, Jessica Jones is going to have her own book coming up here, and that's about it. So a lot of big number one. So Marvel's trying to see if they can get the lion's share of the sales back from DC Comics. Now, I know um, so. Jessica Jones had Alias for the longest time. That was her book. Did, has she had a book uh, for herself before? I know she had also Frontline, right? Yeah, like she's kind of one of those characters where the, she's better in an ensemble book. Uh, like, I mean, you could argue Bendis's New Avengers was basically, you know, a great book for Luke, Danny, and Jessica. Um, right. But 
on, on her own, no, I, I really wouldn't say she did have much because it kind of goes back to, you know, the Alias book. Once she had that, it had, you know, it was good characters, but it's one of those ones where it's, you know, some like Hawkeye. He's a great character, but he's not going to be an ongoing book all the time. He's better in a miniseries. He's better in a book that's two or three years long, you know? Fair enough. Okay. Well, that's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, obviously with the the success of the Marvel Netflix shows, you're going to probably see a lot more of their books, the Luke Cage, the Jessica Jones, and probably an Iron Fist here pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be definitely awesome. Great stuff to see. How, however, wh- when are we going to see the Night Nurse book, huh? The witch book again? The Night Nurse, you know, because Claire Temple is part of the whole Netflix universe where all these different heroes kind of go to her to get uh, healed up or whatever. So, you know, night nurse. Well, if <laughs> if she can't have her own show, I don't know if she'll have her own <laughs> book. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, speaking of, though, Luke, uh, Luke Cage, that that did drop this weekend. Um, the Netflix uh, season of, first season of, of Luke Cage. Have you gotten to watch any of the episodes? Um, actually I get horrible TV reception here living under my rock. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the sad fact is the only reason I found out it got dropped this weekend was because of the Facebook meme where everybody says your Friday night plans, my Friday night plans. I'm like, Why does it show a picture of Luke Cage? Oh, <laughs> so I've been a horrible comic book fan this weekend. Uh, but that's, that's good. I've got some time coming off. I plan on, you know, burning through burning through some uh, Luke Cage and going back to Hell's Kitchen and see what's going to happen. Well, actually it's in Harlem this time. Luke Cage takes place oh, in Harlem. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm about uh 3 quarters of the way through the season and I'm I'm loving every every episode so far and uh I like that it's it's definitely made it's it's a different show than the other two that they've put out so far. It's not it's not Daredevil and it's not Jessica Jones. They you know, they very much could have just you know, followed formula and made shows that are exactly the same, just with different characters, but they decided not to do that. And I think I, I really appreciate it. That's awesome. And that's good to hear because it is, it's one of those things. Like, I think, I think that's what attracts us to comic books. Um, you know, it's sometimes you want, you know, that big cosmic adventure, go read green lantern. Sometimes you want, um, you know, uh, people being individuals and being persecuted against and standing up for themselves go read Teen Titans or X-Men, you know? I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff. So it's it's kind of cool to have that also mimicked and continued on with the TV shows. So I think that's great. That's good to hear. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, with, uh, with that being said, we had a Facebook uh, question that you threw up uh, to everybody out there. Um, what was it? Well, let's see. So, like, I mean, I guess for me, comic books... You know, it's funny. Our, my my to- my our taste change as we get older. So, I mean, when I used to buy a comic book, if I didn't like the art, I wouldn't read it. And then, luckily, I had to read some comic books with bad art, and I was like, "Wow, that's a beautiful story." So now I've kind of learned to be a connoisseur of both. But I think about it, and you know, obviously, in an age where we have tattoos and and uh, Instagram, where you can post pictures and stuff like that, I decided, you know what? What are some panels or pages or covers that just stick out to you you know like what 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 when you think of comics what's something that comes to your mind so i myself i threw a couple out there um i I, like even though it wasn't the first pick that i threw up but um it was the adam page from identity crisis i just remember reading that and i just was so 
I felt for Ray Palmer, you know, like I was like, Oh my God, dude, this guy just, he went through some shit, you know? And I just, I was blown away by it. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this was something else. And so, you know, I put a couple others out there just to kind of, you know, get the conversation going. So basically I asked you, you know, like when, when, when you, uh, when you have these panels, what comes to your mind, what that hit you emotionally or something that stuck out in your mind, you know, and explain, tell us, tell us about it. Yeah, know? no, uh, I, and I, I definitely think, uh, the way you read comics is definitely the, it, uh, is a, is a direct, like, uh, uh, correlation to what kind of comics you also like. Uh, you know, mostly if you're more of an art person, then, you know, the, the, the stylistic art that you choose is the comic book that you stick with. Or if you're more of the writing person, like I, I would always have been, I've always been more of a story person. So the art, uh, it, yeah, has to look really, you know, appealing to me before, uh, I'll, I'll look the other way, I guess is one way to put it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, one of the, and I I know you and I have talked about this off off of podcast before quite a bit and one one that always stuck with me is is of more recent history as opposed to some of the other ones uh I and I know that we we've talked about your Adam one on on this podcast before especially like like when we did the identity crisis storyline uh, yeah but mine was Green Arrow Black Canary number four and this is after Ollie is uh. Well, he, you know, he married in the first issue. They, him and uh, Black Canary get married, but then he gets killed on their wedding night. Or actually, Black Canary kills him on the wedding night because he starts to he tries to kill her, and then <laughs> everybody believes that it's the actual real Ollie. Where you have, you know, uh, was it Superman uses X ray vision? Doctor Midnight come in and examine the body. Uh, Mister Terrific also looking through all the technology stuff and. Everybody says this is the real Oliver Queen, but Black Canary knows it's not true. Eventually, she finds out that he's being held captive on Paradise Island. They go and save him, and on their way back from Paradise Island, uh, a shot rings out from a cloud and shoots right through Connor Hawk, which is his son. And as they're they're there in a rowboat, basically, or not a rowboat, but it's it's a boat in the middle of the ocean, you know, far from anything. None of them really have any super speed or flight powers or anything like that so they're they're kind of stuck the one thing that oliver queen green arrow thinks to do is yell out for clark like not superman but clark and he knows that that clark kent superman will have his hearing uh you know out there for specific words and specific voices and right from that panel clark is working at his uh his his desk at the daily planet here's Oliver Queen call out for him, and he flies straight over there, picks up Connor Hawk, takes him to the nearest hospital. And it, to me, just like the idea that even though Oliver Queen is very abrasive to the rest of the superhero world, he's uh, very outspoken, you know, always calling people, uh, you know, fascists and stuff like that. He's <laughs> Clark Kent still thinks of him as one of his closest friends, or Superman thinks of him as one of his closest friends enough to keep an ear out for him. Yeah. No, I tell you what, I'm glad you introduced me to that panel because I had never seen that before. And it is, it's, it's like you said, it sums it up big time. I mean, Ollie's always, you know, he's that guy in the group that you're kind of like, Oh no, he's going to open his mouth and start this crazy. (laughs) He's going to suck the fun out of a situation 
or you know like oh hey guys we had a great victory yeah did we really have a victory look at this look at the city we destroyed it you know it's like yeah but we saved the planet you know like, <laughs> would you I give us this city, second you know, you know? <laughs> can we just yeah. have a moment to to be victory but yeah, yeah exactly and just to see that you know that it's like despite everything and all this and that you know because like for me that that harkens back and it's kind of an interesting symmetry I don't know if you ever read this one. I think it was Green Arrow 101 or, or sorry, 100 or 106. Uh, it was during DC's massacre era, as I like to call it. <laughs> and so the, the storyline, I think it was called Where Angels Fear to Tread. And so basically, Ollie winds up joining this like green echo terrorist group because he's kind of like, all right, I like what you guys are doing. And then all of a sudden he realizes, wait, you guys are going to set off a nuke. Like, I think it was over Seattle or something like that. And he winds up having his hand on one of the dead switches. So he's like, well, I'm not taking my hand off. There's no way you can stop me. So they wind up fighting and everything. And, and I think, I don't know if he calls Superman in for help or not, but Superman winds up being there. And so he's like, all right, Superman, you know, like, what can you do? Get me out of this. And at that point, he's so entrapped in the the, 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 the kill switch that all Superman can suggest is like, all I can do is like, you know, use my heat vision to chop off your hand and cauterize it. And Ollie's like, nope, nope, I'd rather be dead than not have a hand. I can't be a bowman. And, you know, that's where actually Ollie did die. You know, that was the whole thing that led to Kevin Smith's run and all that. So that's where Ollie did die. Even like Superman was there to witness it. You know, I was like, yeah, there's, you don't come back from that. You know, little bits of Ollie were on Superman's cape. And <laughs> that's how Kevin Smith was like, hey, I got a great idea. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I think that's, it, it's very interesting because if it had been, ollie himself who had shot who had been shot he wouldn't he wouldn't call out for clark he wouldn't call out for someone to come save him like that but uh the fact that it's his son and it's the son that he kind of pushed away uh because he just did not he, he basically didn't acknowledge the fact that he was his son even though he knew it was you know and then he goes on to take a a, a surrogate son in in uh red arrow or at the time speed, roy harper roy yeah, harper yeah. thank you uh, it, it, I think it just means that much more to him. So, uh, that's the, just, yeah. that's that panel. It, it, it's a culmination of a lot of things in one <laughs> panel. And that's, I think why it, why it spoke to me so much. Yeah. But I just, I think it's really neat because despite it all, no matter how abrasive all he is, he does have friends and it, it also says a lot for Superman too. So I, I think that was just, that's great. I know how much you love those characters. So it's like, Oh man, what a great neat mix. So I thought that was really cool for yours, for your pick there. And then John from uh, the geeks watch podcast, uh, he threw down the, the, the panel, the very panel that originally got him into uh, comic book collecting. And that is yeah. the picture of at the time you didn't know it was doomsday, but it was a hand, punching its way out of a steel vault kind of looking thing. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that was such a mysterious panel. You know, you're, you're reading these, you're, you're reading Superman weekly at the time. And then all of a sudden the last couple pages would just show this monstrous gloved chained hand slamming into the wall, crying, 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 you know? And it's like, what the hell's this about? You know, what's coming? Yeah. Oh, that's a good pick, John. Yeah. I remember, uh, that's a honestly that's a, probably a lot of people that's one of their secret origin panels you know <laughs> <laughs> too true too i mean i, I have to remember, i have to say that i think the first trade paperback that i ever bought which was also would would be the first comic book would be the death of superman so doomsday was a a, a big entry point for a lot of people who weren't reading comic books i would say 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, let's see. Um, it looks like uh, Michael Owens, he threw another one out there. And this one was a good one. Um, I, it's a scary panel, of course. Uh, it shows uh, an enraged Superman using the uh, lasso of truth to snap Wonder Woman's neck, you know, and now I, I take your life as the price. Uh, he throws out there that he, back when he worked in a, a comic book store back in the Tucson area, he'd always hear those who would beat who arguments. And those are classics. I, I love those. You know, I it's always, almost the, always, the what what made this podcast for us. It's, you know, the birth of yep. it. Who would beat who? Yeah, it's the, the standard conversation of any two comic book people. As long <laughs> as there is sound, we will ask. <laughs> um, and so it sounds like, you know, definitely he would hear a lot of the Wonder Woman Superman ones. And then I guess he says as he was pulling comics. Uh, issue of Batman Superman actually that would have been Superman Batman Superman Batman number 8 back when Superman got top billing (laughs) Superman Batman number 8 and that was a great arc Um, that was the one it was where the legion of super villains traveled back in time and they were the ones that as soon as um, the Waynes were shot they killed the they killed Joe Chill right in front of young Bruce and as soon as Clark uh, well, as soon as Kyle L's ship crash landed in Kansas, they killed the Kents and took the baby. So basically, they raised Superman and Batman themselves. And so that's why in, in this new future, everything looks beautiful, but it's so totally post-apocalyptic because it's run by a, a, a you know a sick, twisted version of Superman and Batman who think might makes right. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, it is. It's a great panel because it shows. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people don't recognize and they put it out there in comic books but it's superman holds back you know oh yeah he can't just you know go out there and do these things because you know i mean the guy probably could punch the earth so hard it would crack it in half (laughs) and because of that restraint everybody thinks oh he's a giant pussy and it's like no he's just holding back because i mean just because your car can drive fast doesn't mean you're gonna rev the engine when you have your kids inside you know you're just gonna drive it normal right and yeah so I, i think that's i think that's great because anytime we see i always love those you know else worlds or you know, whatever you want to classify that story. But I always love those because, yeah, they do give a moment for Superman to kind of flex those muscles and hopefully remind you that, yeah, he, he's more than just a strange visitor from another planet. Very much so. And, yeah, that's uh, exactly right. And that, I remember reading the Superman Batman uh, uh, comic book when it was coming out, and I, I really liked it because it dealt with uh, a lot of uh, – Almost like what ifs, but like because they traveled to different worlds. That was the one where uh, yeah. didn't Jeff Loeb also write that one for a little bit, where he he ended up making oh, yeah. up like the Ultimates, but different versions of the Ultimates. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I think his run, like I want to say, it was like the first twenty five or twenty six issues. They were all by Jeff Loeb, and it was great because he would he'd have superstar artists. Like the first arc was with Ed McGinnis. The, that was the one where they made the animated movie Public Enemies, right? Where basically that was the fall of Luther's presidency. Uh, the second run was with Mike Turner, where they introduced Supergirl into the new DC universe. Uh, I think the third arc was this one. I think it was Absolute Power with Chris Bacalo, if I remember, or however you pronounce his name. Right. And um, that was the one where the Legion of Supervillains raised, um, oh, what you might call it? Um, Batman and Superman. Raised Superman and Batman. Now, you know, and this is one of those things. I think I was talking to you about it before I moved. So, I, you know, obviously there's tons of Superman, right? Right. 
And for me, there's really only four. There's only four eras of Superman. There's the Golden Age one, you know, which a lot of times got referred to as the Earth 2 Superman. And we saw him basically serve his time and die at the end of Crisis and then was brought back to the DC Universe during Infinite Crisis just to basically die. Right. Then we had the, um, the, the Silver Age Earth 1 Superman, which is a tough character because he doesn't really have like a defining first appearance and he his ending is the you know the 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 Alan Moore classic whatever happened to the man of tomorrow and that's the one where he kind of smiles and winks and you know goes off into the oblivion but we we don't have a true ending because then it has at the end where he becomes Jordan Elliott right and he has yet to make well there's a big argument at least for me that I have with myself cuz nobody else <laughs> nobody else has this passion for it like I do but he's got like I think he was the like okay you got you're gonna have to go back with me now so go back to Superman and Batman comics right right and it was the second issue and remember when the kingdom comes Superman appeared and he threw the Batmobile and he was fighting him in the cave yep and I think that's the Jordan Elliott Earth One Silver Age Superman oh because if you go back and you finish reading that story you read it through absolute power and I forget what he called the fourth arc, but yeah, that was the one where he fought basically the the ultimates, you know, because they killed Lois Lane and he, and, and Jeff Loeb was really pissed that Marvel did that in the Ultimate Universe. So he's like, "Well, screw it. If you guys are going to kill Lois Lane, I'll, I'll kill your ultimates," you know. And um, yeah, at the end of it, you see the you know that's Superman with the Kingdom Come S and, and the, the gray hair and whatnot. Then all of a sudden, he reverts back to Jordan Elliott, and Lois comes out. And she's like, "Oh, hey," I was like. Oh my God! Oh my God! The Earth One or the the Earth One Silver Age Superman? He's still alive. He's still out there, and it has yet to be touched on because obviously Jeff Loeb then went on to take over Marvel TV. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God! This is so it's it sucks because I totally think that'd be a great character to have back because okay, right now if you look at the current state of Superman books, the New Fifty Two Superman has died or maybe he's you know kidnapped somewhere, and then we have the post crisis Superman that all of us grew up with the death of superman superman all that he's currently inhabiting the the dc universe so i thought oh man this would be great so my pitch for action comics 1000 i want to have the four supermen team up you know the the earth two silver our golden age earth one silver age uh post crisis and new 52 i want to have them all team up and just do this amazing superman story for action 1000 so dan jurgens if you want to sit one out, I'll gladly take over that issue. <laughs> so, so do you, are you saying? Um, oh, I just had his name in my head too. Dang it! The create Grant Morrison's All Star Superman isn't isn't there, or uh, Faceless Superman, or was it the the question mark Superman? <laughs> yeah, the the super unknown. Well, and see, that's tough because it's. Uh, you know, maybe hey, hey, that's, I'll just interweave that into the story. And I'll be like, <laughs> yep, that's him. He just didn't want people to know that Jordan Elliott was Superman, you know, or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> Don't make me get all crazy, Grant Morrison, on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, the, the one crazy man that doesn't have a beard in comic book writing. <laughs> yeah, he's got absolutely no hair, and you see what it does. <laughs> Uh, all right, you know that's uh, that was a great uh, subject to bring up, and I'm glad that you did, and I'm glad a lot of people participated. So uh, we'll have to come up with some more of those that, for people to, to think of. But uh, let's go ahead and get over to uh, Ghost Rider, and uh, like we said earlier, the reason we're bringing him up is because uh, right now he's kind of he, the Ghost Rider character has a resurgence because of Agents of Shield has brought Robbie Reyes into the universe, and. I think it's interesting that 
uh, the person that he interacts with the most in the TV show right now is Daisy or Quake. And as we know, she is the daughter of uh, Mr. Hyde. So, Which is crazy massive considering the character's comic book roots. <laughs> right. The character's comic book roots is that uh, he was killed while mercenaries were looking for Mr. Hyde pills in his car. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, there's there's obviously that connection there. But before we can get to Robbie Reyes, we have to talk about the legacy of the character, which we really love in the show and in our comic books. I, I know you do especially. Oh yeah. Yeah, so let's see. We we got a we got a time travel here. We gotta go back to uh nineteen sixty seven. Yep. <laughs> get ready to get all your horsepower because we're gonna start talking about the original Ghost Rider, Carter Slade. Most people are going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> what are you talking but, uh, about? <laughs> yeah, but Carter Slade, uh, he actually appeared in his own book, Ghost Rider number one. Uh, he was created by, let me get their names again because I want to do this right. Uh, Gary Frederick, Roy Thomas, which you'll need to remember those two names in a little bit here, and Dick Ayers. So three men came together. Uh, they put a man in a basically a very white costume, cape, cowboy hat faceless mask and he rode a white steed and yeah he'd go back and he was the the cowboy legend you know and uh yeah he he stunk <laughs> <laughs> i think he did a whole whopping uh let me see i just had it here like i want to say eight or seven issues it was not that big at all like it just it didn't catch on uh it didn't it just it didn't do it uh actually yeah seven issues seven issues and then they pulled the plug on that one <laughs> and if you, but, you know i was gonna say if ahead. you look up his uh wikipedia page you will see that more people tried to carry on the phantom writer name uh yeah you, that's true actually there's a couple what you got uh jaime jacobs lincoln slade reno jones hamilton slade jt slade and jaime slade so it looks like it's uh the slade family curse <laughs> <laughs> well i think uh but jt slade um, didn't quite take on the Phantom Rider name, but he did have residual um, magical powers because uh, he showed up as part of the secret warriors of Nick Fury during the secret invasion. And he called himself Hellfire. He was able to basically light a chain on fire and use that to fight off whatever. So he was one of those people that had a superpower that no one knew that he was a superpowered person. Dust, yeah, dust well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, well, and it's interesting too because at first he was just, you know, a guy in a costume, and then they started tying it more into the Ghost Rider mythos along with the whole uh, Hellfire and Brimstone. So yeah, so basically when when JT came about, it's like all right, let's do this. You know, let's let's put some power on him. So then uh, now we can get into the actual, well, the more recognizable Ghost Rider, I should say. And yep. I know you wanted to bring up the fact that created by the same people. Yeah, so exactly. So uh, um, basically the name was just too good to let it go. So Roy Thomas and Jerry Frederick teamed up. They got artist Mike Klug, and uh, they basically created the uh, motorcycle riding 70s superhero that we know as Johnny Blaze, the uh, supernatural ghost rider. And for me, that's my ghost rider. Johnny Blaze. Yep, because uh, it's funny because being a kid in the 90s, you would have thought I probably would have totally been all about the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. Right. 
And I do remember them. I remember there were these uh, horribly, these horribly designed trading cards because they were just printed on this cardstock that did not do very well. It didn't survive. And they, they had a, a Ghost Rider set. So, of course, you're buying them because, you know, it was like a dollar. And, and as you collect the whole set, it actually told you the story. No. So we didn't have the Internet. So it was basically like you bought little bits of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> And so I remember buying those, and I was like, oh, dude, this Ghost Rider looks cool. You know, anytime I would jump on my bicycle, I was like, yep, I'm Ghost Rider. You know? <laughs> and, and I couldn't differentiate between Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze because I didn't know. And I remember one time being at the supermarket, and there it was. And it was this, oh, man, it was such a beautiful comic. The Well, it was just called the original Ghost Rider, issue one. And I thought, well, it's issue one. Got to buy it. This is it. Uh, Mark Texaria if I'm saying his last name, and Jimmy Palamati, they did the cover, which is funny because Mark Texaria, he's going to, he'll also have a big future in Ghost Rider later on as we tell the tale. And I remember buying that issue, and basically it sure enough was, it was a reprint of the first appearance of Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider. So, man, I was hooked after that. You know, guy sells his soul to the devil to try to save, you know, the woman he loves, her father, and, you know, I just remember the words exactly. Don't let him die of cancer. There's, you know, good old Satan. Sure, he won't die of cancer. Bam. Dies in a wreck on a on a uh, stunt performance. Oh, man. And I tell you what, if you get a chance, fans, Marvel Spotlight number five. It's the it's the official first appearance of the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. You know, it's probably going to cost you like $100 plus or something like that. But go look up original Ghost Rider. It came out in 1992 first issue you could probably get it for like you know three bucks it's worth it because the torment that johnny blaze goes through i mean his mother just up and left you know his father i I think his father died in a stunt so he was given to the the simpson family to be raised uh not homer uh the other (laughs) simpsons and you know they're part of this whole sideshow that does these amazing motorcycle stunts and, you know, he himself, he's practicing the motorcycle, doing great. And one day a stunt's kind of going bad. And, you know, the the, the mother of the, well, the, the Simpsons mother, she runs over, pushes him out of the way of an exploding motorcycle. She dies. So, of course, you know, Crash Simpson, he's the fatherhead of this family. He's kind of pissed, you know, because it's like, damn it, my wife died to save this damn runt of a kid. You know, and then, then that's when, of course, you know, the, 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 the whole the mom's dying. She prom- she makes him make a promise, you know, don't ride any motorcycles ever. Don't don't do this life. So, of course, he can't do it, but he still practices it anyways. And, you know, he decides to learn supernatural phenomenons to conjure the devil and all these things. And it is just such a trip. But, man, it's so oh, it's such a it's such an awesome thing, you know, and I just, I remember getting into it and that's, that's when I got right into it. Johnny blaze and plus the costume, man, how could you not love that? I mean, his whole, <laughs> you know, Elvis jumpsuit, you know, I mean, oh man, I tell you what, if I could get a jacket made like that, I'd be happy. <laughs> I mean, that, that's why I ride a motorcycle. Honestly, every time I'm on that thing, I'm just like, man, if only my head could catch fire and scare the hell out of people. <laughs> I'd be having some good times right there. <laughs> I don't know if you want the whole head catching fire unless you had the mystical powers too, but, you know, teach their own. Uh, hey, you know, some days. <laughs> I have to say, so I think, uh, you know, maybe not a lot of people, but, you know, uh, some people would would remember the fact that we did get a Ghost Rider movie uh, with yeah. Nicolas Cage, which followed Johnny Blaze. We got two of them, actually. Uh, the yep. first one depicts the the origin i think pretty accurately oh it did a great job honestly i mean the only thing you know i i don't say i hate those films i mean i like them it's just 
Eva Mendez didn't sell it for me. Like she didn't sell it to me because like the way she acted, I'm kind of like, why the hell would this guy have sold his soul to save her dad? She seems like a jerk, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but I mean, yeah, no, they did a great job. They did a great job showing it, you know, and uh, despite its lacklusterness, I think it was good. So Johnny Blaze, uh, in selling his soul to the devil, uh, he is then bonded with the demon Zarathoth. Is, is that, is that yeah, that how that? you would pronounce it, I'm not too sure. I always thought it was Zarathos, but I'm not too sure. Man. I try not to conjure up evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after and and that's you know pretty much we got. He has the more he is the more traditional look of of uh, the Ghost Rider that we know now. And uh, we come down to what you said it was the 90s when we get Danny Ketch, right? Well, on an interesting note, before we, we go too far. Okay. So actually, Johnny Blaze himself, he um, – gosh, so okay, he had his appearance in Marvel Spotlight. It did good. Marvel gave him his own book. And I want to say it ran like, oh, gosh, 70-some issues, something like that. And No, 81. It ran 81 issues. And they did something crazy. He actually got free of his curse. Mm. You know, issue 81, it's called The End of Ghost Rider. And sure enough, Johnny Blaze is set free, and he, he goes on to live happily ever after. So Johnny Blaze did it. He actually beat his deal with the devil and went on to go, you know, go enjoy his life. So that was in 1983. And obviously there was a void that was left out there, and, and we needed some new Ghost Rider. So, you know, if, if, if Johnny Blaze is a happy man, then... We got to give somebody else the curse. Yeah. <laughs> right in 1990, here it comes, Danny Ketch, who uh, turns out to be the long lost little brother of Johnny Blaze. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting twist, um, because yeah, if, if, from what I remember, it was Danny and his sister. Oh gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, they were just out one night. Uh, Barbara, okay, that's her name. They were attacked. Uh, she was, you know, grievously wounded. And, you know, he went out there and he finds this mystical motorcycle. So he touches it. He becomes the rider. And what I liked about the um, what I liked about the Danny Ketch version was he had that pennant stare, mm -hmm. which I thought was such a cool. Like, I mean, he just looks at you and you feel the wretched evil in your soul and you know what a scumbag you are. <laughs> so, well, OK, not everybody, but scumbags know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, oh, I just thought that was such a cool power and. You know, but unfortunately, you know, the sister died um, and, you know, so he now, you know, there he was. He was he was the new Ghost Rider. So the pendant stare wasn't one of Johnny Blaze's original powers. No, no. Johnny Blaze just had Johnny Blaze just kind of had the ability to make his own motorcycle out of Hellfire. And he had I don't even think he really did the chain thing. That was also more a Danny Ketch thing. Um, but, you know, with him being, you know, reanimated as a flaming skeleton you know obviously if he got hurt he could pull himself together but yeah the danny catch model of ghost Rider is what gave us a lot of the the powers and feats that we're used to seeing the chain the pendant stare that's all danny interesting and and to basically uh, throw this out there because uh uh you, you already said what was your first inter introduction to the ghost Rider. mine would have been the 90s uh fantastic four cartoon oh nice and there's yeah. the episode where they have to they basically bring everybody in to battle galactus and 
I believe this is the second time that the in the in the cartoon that Galactus had they had had to fight face off against Galactus. He had already made the promise that he wouldn't take Earth, but now he was hungry, so he had to he had to because he had no other choice. And at the they couldn't defeat him in the very end. Ghost Rider pulls in and then gives the pen and stare to Galactus, and he right? he starts feeling <laughs> all the guilt he has for every planet that he's ever destroyed that inhabited somebody or had inhabited uh you know life forms so he has all that so he just starts eating himself and he becomes smaller and smaller and i was just like wow the ghostwriter just literally came in at the last second and saved the world by staring into galactus's eyes oh dude that was such an awesome episode because yeah like he got he, he made it to the fantastic four cartoon then they put him on the Incredible Hulk cartoon, and it was a bummer because they actually were getting ready to give him his own cartoon because that's when they, for some reason, Toy Biz just did this line of Ghost Rider toys. And it's like, well, the only reason they do a toy line is because there's a cartoon, but obviously it got scrapped. Now, there's a lot of argument behind it. Maybe it should have gone to UPN. Maybe it should have gone to Fox. I personally think, you know, it's like, wait a minute. We're putting on a Saturday morning cartoon that's dealing with, you know, Brimstone and Hellfire. Yeah. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> But uh, an interesting thing, I was just pulling this up right now because I was looking up that episode. Richard Greco. Greco. He's the Greco. He's the one who did the voice of Ghost Rider for uh, that Fantastic I, Four. And I would believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I would believe it because he, he was <laughs> the 90s. He kind of was the, the super cool guy. So I would see him play. I don't know if it was supposed to be Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. But, I mean, obviously he had the pen and stare. So I would assume it was supposed to be Danny Ketch. Yeah. But they probably gave it the Johnny Blaze name. No, I think it was Catch because even the, the design and the look was totally – actually, no, they, it was Catch because it's actually credited under uh, Danny Catch. So, nice. Yeah, he, uh, so Danny got it. So, yeah, he would be the, the cool guy. Now, uh, reading into a little bit of Danny Catch here, he also did not have the same uh, demon attached to him as his brother, as Johnny Blaze? Yeah. Well, so the whole thing is um, – I, I, I forget what the demon was, but basically Johnny Blaze, who you know went off, married Roxanne, the woman he you know sacrificed himself for, and they had two kids. And of course, you know you, you hear about the Ghost Rider being back, and so with with it being Zarathos, you know Johnny Blaze is like, no, nah, we got to get rid of that guy. So he tracks down Danny Ketch, and he's going to kill him, but then he finds out that it's not Zarathos, it's not the demon. Um, so he's kind of like, all right, fine, you know, I'll be here. I'll be your your kind of your 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 shaman, you know, and I'll help you out. So you had them because yeah, I remember they they did like the Midnight Suns or the the Spirits of Vengeance, and that's when they had the cop who was, oh god, what was that big old? Because he was a ghostwriter too, but not necessarily like like how Johnny and Danny were, but uh, he was a uh, Vengeance. There you go. His name was Vengeance, and he rode the weird bony looking motorcycle. Mm. And then, of course, as the comics continue, some writer thought, hey, this would be a great idea. Let's turn around and have Johnny Blaze and Danny or, uh, Danny Ketch turn out that they were long-lost brothers. <laughs> and, you know, and that's when the book started getting really weird because then it became this mystical curse. And, like, it actually goes back to, like, you know, ancient England – or not ancient England, but, like, you know, like – english era times so like there was like the house of kale and every generation would spawn a ghost rider mm. so that's that's why it kind of that's why obviously you know danny and johnny had to be brothers and things like that and um which i thought was kind of funny because i think if i remember correctly i read somewhere they said basically when the mom left johnny 
she was pregnant with the two babies. Uh, I don't know if they were twins or not, but you know, she left and you know, she was either pregnant with Daniel or Barbara. So she left on a motorcycle and the motorcycle that Daniel found was basically his mother's motorcycle. So oh. that's why it's all mystical and stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, so he, uh, yeah. So they, they found out they were brothers. They did the whole, uh, midnight sun spirits of vengeance was, by the way, those were freaking cool comic book covers. I don't know if you remember seeing those on the rack. I do, but man. Oh, those were beautiful. The, the art on that. And obviously Ghost Rider went really grim and gritty. He teamed up with Punisher and Wolverine a lot. So, you know, geez, that's a trifecta you don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I would, then, definitely um, not. Yeah, and then even mentioning Fantastic Four, there was that was kind of a cool team. So Johnny, Ben, and Reed went vanished, and Sue needed help, and she actually got Spider Man, Wolverine, the Incredible Hulk, and Ghost Rider to substitute as the Fantastic Four. <laughs> so uh, there's another team you really don't want to be messing with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be, I mean, you got I guess the Hulk would replace the Thing, and uh, Ghost Rider replaces the Human Torch. Spider-Man <laughs> replaces Mr. Fantastic. And you know, Wolverine can be invisible uh, when he when he chooses to hunt, he, he you know. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it did make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um well, let's see. Yeah, so the the uh, the uh, the Johnny or the Danny Ketch version, basically you were led to believe that he was dead. Uh he actually died at the hands of his mortal enemy Blackout because Blackout is the one who did finally put the kill on the sister Barbara. So man, you know, talk about a, a sad ending to your ghostwriter. Um, but then we come to find out in one of the Spider-Man books that he's alive, <laughs> but you don't really know if he's alive or not. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I mean, are, are they both kicking it around now or is that what you Well, so, so it's kind of funny because basically with that, let me see, I, I, I want to say that Spider-Man book, um, I want to say that was like somewhere like later '90s, maybe early 2000s. So for a while again, there was no, there was no Ghost Rider, you know, because they, you know, Johnny Blaze, he he got rid of the Ghost Rider power, and then they did the whole cybernetic stuff to him. They had him have a cybernetic eye and a cybernetic arm and all this stuff, and you know, tried to make him look even more badass. Because <laughs> basically, you found out that Roxanne died and the two children. You know, they were just somewhere like maybe they were pulled into hell. So who knows? And so, of course, that puts Johnny Blaze like that excuses him for leaving his wife and kids to go drive around the country hunting demons. Uh, Danny was put into a coma. Johnny just kind of faded out of existence and there was no Ghost Rider. And of course, obviously, with the movie coming, it's like, well, we got to do something. And it was interesting because I, I want to I'm trying to find the name of the book. Um, the Hammer Lane. So that's when they brought him back. So in 2001, they decided, okay, we need to bring back Ghost Rider. And they brought it back as Johnny Blaze. And so it's funny because even though all the Midnight Suns and the Spirits of Vengeance stuff happened, he finds himself being an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just some paper pusher, you know, hating his job, hating everything. And, and it's funny because actually the other accountants would give him shit. They'd be like, dude aren't you Johnny blaze? Weren't you that cool, you know, uh, stunt rider from back in the day? And he's just like, yeah, here's the papers you needed, you know? And <laughs> well, I would assume and- <laughs> that because, you know, the whole idea behind the ghost rider is to, uh, make people feel guilty or, you know, punish them for the things that they've done. And 
what would be a better punishment for a guy who used to be a stunt stunt man or you know stunt writer? You know, put him in a, a cubicle and make him push papers. Yeah, well, that was quite the hellish punishment. And it's funny because it does tie back in because basically the demon Zarathos basically like rebonded itself to Johnny Blaze. And so all of a sudden, bam, you know, Johnny Blaze is back in it. He's the Ghost Rider. And I'll tell you what, that was a pretty cool era because they did the Hammerlane book, which kind of – it was funky-looking art. So I, that's why I kind of like was like, uh, you know, I read it because it's Johnny Blaze. It's one of my favorite characters. The art was something else, but, you know, it was what it was. And it was cool because it really started dealing more with the heaven and hell aspects of the Marvel Universe. You know, like um, – you know, he would just basically either be like collecting demons or trying to ride out of hell but get pulled back in. Okay, so and, I, I like I like I've said before, I haven't read, I I've never read any Ghost Rider books, uh, not to, to my knowledge. I might have read one or something in there, but it was the '90s. Things were happening. One might have slipped in, <laughs> but uh, I do remember uh, seeing at one point in time where you had Johnny Blaze as the Ghost Rider, he had red flames, and then Denny Ketch as the Ghost Rider, he had blue flames. Is this is this that era? Uh, no, we're getting there because, okay, so actually if you haven't read any Ghost Rider, um, a, a book that I recommend you go out and find, it's, it's a trade paperback, obviously, it's The Road to Damnation. Uh, Garth Enos, which, if I remember correctly, isn't that a preacher, right? Yes, 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 it is. Yeah, so uh, obviously he's got some good stuff that can, you know, deal with heaven and hell. So, yeah, that was a, it was a Marvel Knights book. The Road to Damnation, worth checking out. Uh, a very popular Johnny Blaze Ghostwriter story. So once he got on there, you know, he was writing a lot of it. Uh, Jason Aaron got on the books also. And, you know, everything was going good. And then, yeah, we're, we're probably talking because it was right around the time the second Ghostwriter movie came out. Because when they mentioned the kid Danny in there, the one that Nicolas Cage is driving around. Right. That's basically kind of being an allusion to, to Daniel Ketch. Right. Yeah. And so, obviously, people – and, you know, it was a shame because, you know, you, you were, here you are, you're a fan, you, you've watched the story of Johnny Blaze, and then you're, you're, you're getting a character, Danny Ketch, and then he just gets thrown away. So, you know, good writers don't just throw stuff away. They bring it back and they make it better. So, yeah, that's when you had Danny Ketch come back as the uh, blue-flamed blue ghost writer. So, at first he was evil, and then Johnny helps him out, and he's like, no, you're my brother, you're a writer, we got to do this, and – you know, bam, he, he comes back and now you got two ghost riders. And I think that's when they really started thinking about like, Hey, let's do some more. <laughs> <laughs> we need more ghost riders. <laughs> so that, which because, brings us okay. to 2011 where we have the, the fear itself crossover storyline. I don't know if you want to talk about Alejandra Jones, but yeah, well basically, yeah, I'll oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it Sorry. doesn't seem like she was the, the ghost writer for all that long, uh, from the Wikipedia entry. It's just that, there was some uh, ritual that was done in Nicaragua or something like that. And uh, j basically she gets some of the powers and then Johnny Blaze shows up and says, nah, you don't get to have it and pulls it back. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, obviously it's good for, you know, getting some more people out there because, you know, here you've got this young Nicaraguan woman, you know, having the power of the Ghost Rider. So, you know, it's like, OK, maybe this will catch on. I don't think it did. Uh, but then again, fear itself was fear itself wasn't a good story. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> no. Well, and then the worst part is like if you ever like re listeners, if you ever invest yourself into it, you know there were three big elements. That's when they killed Bucky, 
Bucky Captain America, which got Steve Rogers to come back. Uh, the city of Paris was turned to stone and destroyed, which caused Tony Stark to start drinking again. And Thor, I forget if he was killed or, you know, somehow he, he basically was, yeah, I think he was killed. And they put these three specials out that undid all of it. You found out Bucky lived. You found out the city of Paris uh, was granted a second chance. So the event never happened, which caused Tony to not drink after all. And <laughs> Thor was okay. And you're like, wait a minute. You had these big three items that affect Cap Thor and Iron Man, and they were all just undone. You know? So that was a, it was a bummer because they were big impacting moments and done didn't count uh so yeah so i think obviously that probably left a bad taste in everybody's mouth so miss jones didn't really stand too long she might have had i don't know three or four issues as the writer and then finally it's like all right we're gonna do this let's bring it back to john <laughs> and uh but then yeah obviously what with, with the, the impact of marvel now if one of those marvel now all new marvel now marvel now now <laughs> marvel later i don't know <laughs> but yeah that's where we got the current incarnation Robbie Reyes, new motorhead that is the current Ghost Rider. Okay, so, so yeah, and then it's where it says uh, created in March 2014. Yeah. All right. Actually, no, 2013. Yeah, you said 2013. Oh, okay. Yep, yeah, 2013. So. Yeah, no, I didn't say 2000, but you're right. So the the idea is that he's this uh, Mexican American teenager that works in a body shop uh, in East LA, and he. Uh, I, I I don't I mean I guess I don't he 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 does street racing to win money to so that he can take care of his uh, disabled brother and uh, it looks like some mercenaries gunned him down when they were looking for some pills that Mister Hyde would use or or Calvin Zabo yeah Mister Hyde yeah yeah okay would would use to to turn him into Jekyll uh, and uh, or Mister Hyde I should say yeah and and he got in the crossfire so then. As he is dying, I, I'm guessing that's when this. Uh... <coughs> yeah, the ghost of Eli Morrow. Okay. See, this is where I, I think it gets muddy for me because it's not. <laughs> he's just he's just a serial killer. I guess he would have been a serial killer killer that would like worship Satan, but he's not like a, a vengeance demon or a spirit of vengeance or the as Danny Ketch had the 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 uh, what was it? It says here the angel of death or angel of judgment attached to it just a guy yeah yeah he's quite the uh, he's a different writer because something that i find funny and I, i'm curious if it'll change um in the comics he didn't really have a skull like a flaming skull he had this helmet that kind of looked like a skull that would shoot out the flames ah. uh, so i'll be interesting to see if if they change that obviously for the tv show because in the tv show he has the full out ghost Rider look right the, the flaming skull right he does it was yeah. kind of a chrome skull though oh so maybe they will play with the whole element of the helmet and uh also what's different too is this this is the first rider to drive a car yeah he's driving a charger so it's it's you see four flaming tires instead of two and uh it has well at least in the tv show version he has the the part of the engine that sticks out of the hood <laughs> this is people i don't know anything about cars <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know it helps let the air the air into the engine so that you can go faster i assume yeah well your intake it basically feeds it more air more air is more combustion and bam cars go fast <laughs> so that also has fire breathing out of it in the show but uh yeah well yeah i was gonna say well, when, uh, when he changes into the ghost rider 
you don't like I've been waiting, and there's been two episodes so far, I believe, the to see you know the penance stare, not knowing what I don't know about Robbie Ray's in this particular Ghost Rider, uh, but he the this Ghost Rider when he turned not Robbie Reyes because Robbie Reyes is not not as bad, but when he turns into the Ghost Rider, that guy takes a lot of pleasure in hurting people, like. It's almost like okay, so it's almost like uh, uh, the Spectre from the DC universe. Like the Spectre will, yeah. will deal out the vengeance to whoever, but you need the human guy attached to it to be like, no, we need to just deal it out to people who are bad, and that's what Robbie Reyes is doing. He's going around picking off people that are uh, actually evil people. Yeah, yeah, he's quite the uh, he's the different writer. Um, which I think is interesting because I think that's kind of what that serial killer is going to be, you know, doing. Cause it seems like Robbie Ryan is obviously he's a good natured guy. You know, he's, he loves cars and, you know, he's trying to help his, his brother, his disabled brother. And, you know, obviously, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. You know, the, the path to hell is paid with good intentions, things like that. So it, it totally plays up on all those elements for the poor guy. And, you know, then to make matters worse, you know, he's bonded with a serial killer instead of a demonic demon. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's quite the writer. Uh, it'd be interesting to see, like, I mean, I, I never really read Robbie Reyes because he basically, they did the traditional, you know, like Johnny Blaze shows up. Hey, are you a good guy? Yeah, I'm a good guy. All right. I'm <laughs> Ghost Rider. You're Ghost Rider. If you need help, you know, just, just, rev the engine and it'll be there or whatever, you know? So it's kind of like, okay, all right, well, uh, where's this going to go? Um, he's also got the pennant stare. He's got the car. He can control the car kind of remotely. So I think he's obviously tapped into the car and whatnot. Um, I think what's kind of funny and it's kind of cool. So the trunk is a portal so he can transport anything to any location. So I'm just like, wow, this guy's the uh, ultimate Uber. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's 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 definitely something else. Um, you know, and obviously the character is very new. I mean, what did we say, 2013? You know, he had a quick mini series with the all new Ghost Rider book. Um, you know, so it's it's he's growing, and obviously they're going to start him again. We're getting a new Ghost Rider book here pretty quick. Um, I'm sure they're going to get some orders from. You know, from uh, Marvel TV to be like, all right, we need our character to do this, we need him to do this, and we need him to do this. <laughs> so you'll, you'll probably see some changes, you know, but it's kind of cool. Like I said, I mean, I think it's neat that it gives Ghost Rider more of a, a legacy, you know. So obviously, you look at your three Ghost Riders, Johnny, Danny, and Robbie. You know, so they'll 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 be the the big writers and whatnot. Um, there was one book, and it's in my list of books to read uh, when they did the whole uh, Secret Wars. They had a book called Ghost Riders, which I thought was cool because it basically kind of put all of them in this this race. You know, like they basically were just driving around racing each other. And, and you know, it was kind of like, oh, man, what's the what's the movie I'm looking for? We live, we die, we live again. Um, oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. No, uh, what you call from uh, with the with the driving. Oh, Mad Max. Mad Max kinda, yeah. Yeah, kind of stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of cool. You know, it's totally a, a grindhouse gearhead book with, you know, demons and hot cars. So I was just <laughs> like, all right, this is this is cool. I could dig it. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, 
it, obviously in in the if you're watching the Agents of Shield TV show, they've they've aged him up because he's uh, he's really not a uh, a high school student. He's uh, he's more of an adult, but he does have uh, a disabled uh, little brother that he does take care of, which you know is neither here nor there. But it's played by uh, the actor who also plays Chris on Fear the Walking Dead. So it's it's interesting if you think if that's something that pertains, like the fact that he's going to be reoccurring on this show, if it has anything to do with the fact that you know his character might not be around in the other show. You know, that's interesting. I'm surprised because, you know, obviously higher profile actors and whatnot, you don't, you can't, you can't cast them, you know, because it's, they'll have commitments and whatnot. So that's, uh, that's interesting. I did not know that they went with, um, that they went with him. Wow. Yeah. That'll, that'll, that'll definitely mean something for walk. I uh, fear the walking dead. I, yeah, I would think so. So, um, cool. I, I, is there anything which, you said that there's going to be a new book. More than likely, it's going to have him in it. Anything else? Should they? Should someone go read if they wanted to know more about Robbie Reyes? Well, let's see. All right. So if you want to do some reading and if you want to get yourself some good ghostwriter action. So I've got a lot for you in this one. So get out your pads of paper and be ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I said, it's it's a book called The Original Ghostwriter. It's um, – it was like, oh, man. I mean they're they're all like – dollar but like dollar bin books so there's like 20 of them you know go out get the first five or something like that and it'll definitely tell you how johnny blaze became ghostwriter uh then there's another book called the original ghostwriter rides again and that one's an eight issue or it's a seven issue miniseries and basically it's it's two comics per book so you're really getting some big bang for your buck there and it basically reprints the last 14 issues of Johnny Blaze. So that'll give you the, you know, the original, the start and finish of the original Ghost Rider saga. Um, they've started a trade paperback series, you know, Ghost Rider Danny Ketch. So if you're a Danny Ketch f- uh, fan, go out there and buy those. Um, it's cool because basically it'll be the story of Danny Ketch in, in chronological order. So I think that's great. Um, if you can't find those, look for a book called Ghost Rider Resurrected, which basically tells you the origin of Danny Ketch, or just read the Danny Ketch Classics Volumes 1 and 2. Um, if you want to go back to the more current stuff, I would recommend Ghost Rider Hammer Lane, which brings Johnny Blaze back, and then the uh, Road to Damnation book. And there's a Jason Aaron. I don't know what it's called. Um but I know he was writing the character for a while. I've heard good stuff about it. I myself am in the process of tracking it down. Um, so, you know, anything with Jason Aaron would be worthwhile picking up. And then the last bit would be obviously all new Ghost Rider or, you know, all new, all different Ghost Rider. I forget what they called it. Uh, definitely find the trade there because that'll give you Robbie Reyes's origin and start. And then if you want to see some good interaction between Ghost Riders, I would go find the uh, Ghost Riders Secret Wars trade paperback, and that'll give you a nice interaction between all of them. And then obviously, yeah, upcoming very soon, you'll have the Ghost Rider book. So a lot of good stuff there. A lot to read, but a lot of worthwhile stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously the movies. Go watch Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. There you go. Nicolas Cage. fun. Uh, you know, being very Nicolas Cagey. So, <laughs> I, you know, I have never to say, a bad moment. I have to say, I like the second movie better than I like the first one because they just kind of they got to a director writer uh, set that is you know very much let it all go. It's the same, uh, I believe it's the same duo that did the Crank movies with Jason Statham. So, uh, yeah, they really let it 
especially the scene where he's you know he's pissing out the the gasoline on fire and stuff <laughs> so that was quite the uh, visual and actually i'm glad you brought that because that made me forget that's right johnny blaze they did do that uh, i think it was either in the garth Ennis or Jer- jason aaron books but they actually did give johnny blaze that new power where anything he drove could become the new Ghost Rider vehicle. So that's right, because in the movie, he did. He took on that crane, and it became the you know the the, the crane of Ghost Rider. That's right. I, I forgot about that. So, yeah, so. <laughs> All right, well, that's uh, Ghost Rider 101 for our listeners out there. If you have any characters that you want to hear more about, you know, go ahead and send them in, either on Twitter, which is I'm at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, Chris, you're also... So I'm on the Twitters as stuff I should say, should being spelled S-H-U-D. And yeah, so definitely hit us up and find us on the Facebooks. I know you got that information better than I do, so go for it. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, definitely give us a <laughs> like on, on Facebook, our Facebook page, geekeliteradio.com backslash geekeliteradio, or no, facebook.com backslash geekeliteradio. <laughs> uh, but we do have our own website, it's geekeliteradio.com. Check out uh, other archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. We are next issue of Imagine If we will be doing uh, the Judas contract. So Teen Titans, the Judas contract uh, in the Marvel Universe, which is my challenge. So we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, I believe the next one one that we're going to do in honor of the new season of The Flash starting up, we want to do Wally West. See what he has to say or we have to say about Wally West. As opposed, well, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, as Wally's opposed- a great character right now, blowing up in the comics himself. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be fun. And actually, I guess when we talk, it's funny because this episode we talked about Ghost Riders. Uh, next episode of, of 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 Character 101, I guess we'll be talking Wally West. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. With the whole interesting turn of of character that they created with him after New Fifty Two, we'll definitely have to come into the conversation. Yeah, uh, the Wally of two worlds. <laughs> Uh, but until then, this has been Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.